Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host, Jared Prugar, and I thank you as always for joining me on this fine Saturday or Sunday morning. I just want to get into the NFL. You know, I know we're we're a Penn State podcast, but we've got some Penn State prospects coming up uh, in the draft, and we have an excellent opportunity to talk about uh, a couple of Super Bowl champions in Chris Godwin and Donovan Smith, who won the Super Bowl last Sunday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, as well as A.Q. Shipley, who was a member of that team but was on the injured reserve. So you've got a couple of Super Bowl champions, and now you've got um, a couple of guys that want to be Super Bowl champions. They've had success at Penn State, and now they're off to the league. Um, and let's talk defensively. Obviously, Micah Parsons is right there. Um, Micah Parsons is the guy. He's probably one of the best, if not the best, linebacker to come out of Penn State since LeVar Arrington as far as athletics go and athleticism. Um, now, he didn't play in 2020. He opted out uh, to focus on his training uh, for the draft and, and because he had a young son uh, and did not want to have any COVID issues uh, as far as those, those go. So when he gets drafted, the first football activity that he will have will be in minicamp or, or how, however the NFL decides to do it. So there's a lot that goes into that, and I think that's going to make um, Parsons' pick intriguing because entering the 2020 season, he's a top five, top eight pick. Now you're seeing him kind of fall down the, the ladder a little bit, and it's through no fault of his own. Um, but it's just kind of the way that 2020 went as a year. You just don't know what – what's going to happen. Um, and he could end up a multitude of places that, that need a linebacker like that. Um, personally, I hope he ends up in Dallas wearing the blue and white um, and the star, but that's just me. And that's my opinion, but he's, he's a guy that could, that could end up wherever. And he's a guy that, that has the potential to start right away. Uh, his athleticism, his makeup, um, his physicality at the position, I think are only going to help him at the next level. And those are things that, that he wasn't going to improve on in 2020 by playing. Um, but those are things that, that are in t- his intangibles that he can build upon once he gets to, to football camp. Now, there are a couple of guys that, that played this year that I think could see their draft stocks rise uh, moving forward. The first I want to talk about is Shaka Tony, who had, an, um, had quite – who's had quite a season following Penn State's uh, season-ending win against Illinois. He contracted COVID uh, over the Christmas holiday, uh, lost about 20 pounds, and then went on to excel at at the Reese Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, where he not only trained as an edge rusher and as a defensive end, but also as an outside linebacker. That versatility helps him, and there's a video you can see um, that I posted from uh, from some of those practices – uh, on my piece uh, for DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, that was published on Saturday, where he's going toe-to-toe with Boise State's tight end. Um, and that was a position he was never really in uh, at Penn State, uh, and rightfully so. He, he didn't need to be, uh, the way their coverages were set up. But as an edge rusher, he's too busy getting upfield rather than going down in coverage um, with a tight end. But he was there step-for-step. Step. So I think you know, you look at a guy that's versatile like that, He's a guy that could probably go day two, day three um, uh, in the draft, in my opinion. So I think that's the versatility that these guys have, I think, is, is, is very good uh, and, in, and very special in getting those guys drafted. Um, Tony, out of Emitep Charter, he played 47 games for the Nittany Lions, um, started his last two seasons, 
uh, led the team with five sacks uh, this season, and and he was a leader on and off the field. Uh, you talk about one of the guys that James Franklin always talked about. He mentioned how how much football IQ that Tony had. So when you have a smart guy, an intelligent guy like that, both football-wise and you throw in some athleticism there, it only is going to bode well with him moving forward as, as they get into Penn State's Pro Day and get into a position where he's going to be drafted. It's if, not when. Or it, it'll be, it's not if he's drafted, but when he gets drafted. Um, and I think he's, he has the potential to go day two um, and, and early in day two as well. Uh, because when he tests, as, as standard with most Penn State athletes recently, he's going to test well. He's going to have success there um, in the strength and, and athleticism um, part of it, as well as the drill work, too. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's a guy that it's really going to start turning some heads, just like he did um, in Mobile when he's practicing essentially at two different positions, one that he hasn't quite played um, very often and for very long. So I think that bodes well for Tony moving forward. I think he's he's intriguing. But so too is the guy that lined up on the other side of the defensive line for Penn State at defensive end, Jason Owe, who has been a freak athlete um, most of his life. He picked up the game of football as a junior in high school. So he's a redshirt sophomore. So this guy has been playing football <laughs> far less than, than, than many in his position. But he's got everything you look for in an edge rusher. He's got the athleticism. He's got the physicality. He's got the motor. He's got everything you could ever imagine. And he's super raw still. So he's going to get to a league. He's going to get to the league where he's going to get coached up even more. And I think he's a guy that, that based on what I've been reading, uh, he's, he's a guy that could go late, late round one, uh, very early round two. So we're not talking what day is he going to get drafted. We're talking about what round it, it's going to be for Jason Owe. Despite his lack of, of playing time and, and lack of repetitions, even as playing in, in 2020. So I think that speaks volumes to, to his athleticism and to what he was able to accomplish in his three short years at Penn State. But, but also to his upside, because you have a guy right there that, that's still pretty raw when it comes to, to football experience. And when you have that and you're able to coach that up at, even at the next level, that could be a pretty special athlete moving forward. And I think that's what, um, that's what NFL coaches and scouts are going to see at Pro Day. They're going to see the athleticism, and it's going to be off the charts. He's much like Tony and much like anybody else that puts on a Penn State jersey. They're going to test well. Uh, we saw that at, with Troy Apke uh, in the combine when Deion Sanders went, he can run, run. Uh, we've seen it with Dan Chizina, who who translated that um, his performance at Pro Day and and his performance as a special teamer into signing uh, as an undrafted free agent with the Minnesota Vikings and playing in 14 games. Uh, so these guys can test well, and they're going to. So that's going to help push him. You know, you look at the statistics, and he the stats just weren't really there. He he missed the last two games of the season in 2020 uh, with an undisclosed injury, but at the same time. You know, he's a guy that that's gonna make a difference at the at the next level. And and there is some um, I read online that there's there's talk that he could end up falling to the Browns. And a guy like Jason Oa lining up across from Miles Garrett would be a nightmare uh, for Steelers fans everywhere and and fans throughout the AFC North. So you if you get Jason Oa 
across from a guy that can make an impact like a Miles Garrett, anybody really along the defensive front, that could be dangerous for a defensive line and going up against uh, their opponents. So I think Owe has an excellent opportunity to get to that next level um, and, and get to that, that round one draft pick. I think he can go anywhere from 20 to 32. Um, and also, I, I, and if he gets... And if he falls to the second round, I don't think he's going to be there much longer than uh, than number ten when he does get finally drafted in, uh, in what I would expect the second round. But that I think speaks volumes to what Penn State has now. Granted, the talent they have is is no different than than before, but how they handled it and and dealing with the lack of success for the Nittany Lions. Um, this season and overcoming that I think speaks volumes uh, to the rest of these guys but we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll get back to some other guys that I expect to make an impact uh, and see their names called potentially on draft day welcome back to the we are podcast on DK sports radio we talked about Jason Owe and, and Shaka Tony in the first segment, but another guy that I think is going to have a big day at Pro Day uh, for Penn State is Lamont Wade. Lamont Wade, out of Clareton High, has been, you know, he, he's been performing at, the, at, at an incredible level since he left uh, Clareton. And I, I remember seeing him play at Heinz Field uh, in a Whitfield Championship game and just watching him ball out. And now being able to see him play at Penn State and have that success there. Now, granted, he played on the defensive side of the football. Um, but his impact to me is was felt more on, on the special teams aspect of it. So I mentioned um, a guy named Dan Chizina, who was uh, an undrafted free agent signed by the Minnesota Vikings last season, played in 14 games as a special teamer. Um, Lamont Wade housed a kick about 100, 102 yards uh, against Illinois. And he's a guy that, as somebody that I've, I've been watching since they were in high school, anytime he gets the ball in his hands, he's a special athlete. Um, and granted, you don't really have that many opportunities to do so when you're playing uh, on the defensive side of the football, which is, is not a bad thing by any means. He, he managed to, to play at Penn State as both a corner and a safety. Uh, he started his last 22 games uh, with the Nittany Lions. But this is a guy that when he gets that ball in his hands, he is a completely different animal than than when he's back in coverage or or making a tackle. Now, he, he did make plays. He forced quite a bit of fumbles for the Nittany Lions, uh, even this year, but especially against Ohio State last year, um, he made his presence known. But a guy like Lamont Wade, he's 5'9", which isn't isn't too short to play in the NFL by any means, uh, especially when, when you look at the safety position. Um, and you look at guys like Tyran Matthew, who is 5'9 as well, and he just played in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs and is one of the best uh, safeties at his position or in, in the NFL. So you have that going with Lamont. But I think he's a guy that could end up playing on the other side of the football. His hands are, his hands are solid. Um, he's athletic. He's fast. And when you put those things together, you put that ball in his hands, and good things usually happen. So I think he's a guy that's going to benefit – the most from his performance at pro day. And I think, like I said, in the first segment, he's going to test. Well, um, he's been a freak in the weight room since he got there. Uh, there are multiple videos floating around Twitter with him putting up some big time weight, uh, in squats and, and different tests, uh, in the Penn state weight room and, and under Dwight Galt, 
those guys, the, those guys are performed. Um, and you know, they're always going to, they've always tested well. And, uh, since James Franklin and his crew have gotten there and I think that's huge. Um, and because you have a guy like Lamont Wade who, who could go under or undrafted, but this is a guy that with a good performance, um, he could see himself bump up that ladder and get drafted. Um, whether it be late seventh, sixth, fifth round, if he performs well, um, you know, it, it's one of those situations where, um, where a guy like Wade is going to be in a great position because no matter what, I think he, he's got the ability to get drafted on that third day um, or he could go sign and be in the NFL either way. But a, an excellent performance on Pro Day, I think, is going to, to put him in that, in that day three draft range uh, where I think he deserves to be, um, and I think that's where he's going to fall. Now, whether that happens or not, obviously I don't have all the answers in my Magic 8-Ball, but Wade's a guy that, that I think is going to to make an impact at the next level. And and while I don't think he's going to play very much safety at the next level, depending on, on where he goes, but I could see him getting switched uh, to the other side. Um, but I also could see him uh, making, a, making a big difference um, on special teams. And I think that's really, that's really his niche. Uh, but whether that happens or not, I think he's going to get an opportunity, though, um, and, and we're going to see how that goes. Now... You know, you look, you you move forward, and and we're we're talking about the draft and and what have you. And a guy that um, just transferred, uh, Will Levis, he signed or not signed, but he's transferring after the spring semester uh, to go to the University of Kentucky. He made his decision um, earlier this week since we last since we last spoke, and and with that, you know, he's looking for an opportunity to start, and he has the opportunity to start for not only uh, the next year. But the next two years, uh, with the way that his um, way that his classification is, so they're getting an excellent opportunity from uh, Levis to go to Kentucky, and and he's going to enter the competition there. And could should there have been a quarterback competition in the fall, uh, in the spring, summer, and fall at Penn State involving Will Levis? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would have been um, an excellent opportunity uh, for both him and Clifford, and even Tequan Roberson and Christian Veyu to to get reps and to get into um, everything that they needed to with the spring practice and getting adjusted to, to Yersich's offense. But in a couple of interviews that he said since then, you know, he talks about he didn't – the guy that he, he relied on the most throughout the process was Kirk Shiraka. He wasn't even uh, able to, to talk to Mike Yersich uh, throughout anything. But at the same time, you know, he cuts ties with, with the Nittany Lions once he's done. Um, and he leaves the Nittany Lions having run the ball more times than, than pass the ball. And as a quarterback, that's wild. And as, and as somebody that wants to play quarterback at the next level in the NFL, he had to go somewhere um, that was going to give him that opportunity. But what's neat about his opportunity with, with the Wildcats is he's going to be able to go in there and prove that not only he can throw the football – but if there's maybe one, one conference or, or, or one of the few conferences that would be better and more competitive than the Big Ten on a, on, on a weekly basis, it would be the SEC, which is where Kentucky plays. So he's going to be going up against defenses like LSU's. Now, granted, they had some struggles this year, but I think under normal circumstances, they would have been just fine. But he's going to go up against 
Saban. And he's going to go up against um, guys like that and, and even uh, in, against Florida as well. So he's got the opportunity to really turn some heads should he win that starting position. And if he does, kudos to him. And, and kudos to, um, to the Wildcats for, for being able to land a guy like Levis. But what's going to be interesting is, is if he doesn't land that starting role, where does he go from there? Right? Um, you bout, and that's going to be, we won't be able to see that for quite some time still. But it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out for Levis uh, moving forward. But for right now, the Nittany Lions have Sean Clifford. They have Tuquan Roberson, and they have Christian Veu um, on on their roster uh, as scholarship quarterbacks. And I think they're going to be looking for somebody in the in the portal as well. And there's still a lot of things that can play out between now uh, and the start of spring practices and even in the summer as people now at this point have enrolled in their current universities for the spring semester. So I don't expect anything to, to happen immediately, but I think there's still some opportunities down the line for Penn State to hit up that portal and find some diamonds in the rough that could really help them uh, moving forward. But as always, I greatly appreciate you listening. This has been your host, Jared Prugar, for the We Are podcast on TK Sports Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope you have a safe and healthy week.